A few weeks back, I went to Israel. And a very common thing to do after a trip to Israel is if you don't talk about how inspired you were by the country or what you saw, oftentimes we talk about how similar Israel is to America. We usually point out that it's Western thinking, it's got a vibrant democracy, we talk about LGBTQ rights, we might talk about that it's the largest tech sector outside of Silicon Valley in the world, etc., etc. But this time when I went, it was different. This time I was struck by how fundamentally different it was from America. Now let me explain. I returned from my trip, and that night, after Elisa and I put the kids to bed and we were talking, she told me that she had to show me this website which she had been reading about. So she pulled out the computer and she brought up the Cape Breton webpage. Now Cape Breton is an economically depressed northern tip of Nova Scotia in Canada that is actively recruiting Americans to move there based on people's dissatisfaction with this election cycle. Now, this island was responding to people saying that they were going to move to Canada if Trump got elected. Now, all of the recruitment tools were there on this website, from explaining the economy to the culture, with even a little tiny link there on how to get paperwork to emigrate to Canada. Now, let me be clear. This is not a sermon about Trump. As he would say, believe me, this is not a sermon about Trump. And this is not a sermon about Canada. Because every single election, you hear people say that if Bill Clinton, if Hillary Clinton, or George Bush, or George W. Bush, Bush, or Jeb Bush, or Obama, or Romney, or Perot, or Kerry, or Gephardt, or Reagan, or Dukakis, or et cetera, et cetera, if that person gets elected, that's it. I'm moving to Canada. And granted, this time it's a little bit different. <laughs> because this is the very first time I've seen a part of Canada take America up on our offer to relocate us based on our dissatisfaction with our elections. But what struck me this time, which was different than other times that I had heard people make the claim that they were going to move to Canada, was that I had just returned from Israel. Now the statement itself, that is what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about this election or our immigration process. I want to talk about how these comments reflect on us as a country and especially on us as Jews. Now, what does that tell us about who we are as a country? When I claim that I have such little ownership of a place that I think there's an option out, it's going to affect the way that I act in that country. What struck me when I was in Israel was that there was not an opt-out. When I met Israelis who were dissatisfied with the political environment in Israel, I never heard someone say, that's it! I'm moving north. 
I'm moving to Syria. Now granted, Syria is probably not the best northern country to flee to at the moment. But Israelis, they did not say, I'm moving to Germany or the US or Jordan or Egypt. They were angry, they're frustrated, they're deeply disillusioned, but they weren't going anywhere. This was their country, warts and all. We as Jews, we had talked about having our own land and our own government for thousands of years, and now finally we do. And right now, Israel is not how we described it in our Beit Midrashas, in our houses of study. But that has not led the society to abandon the endeavor. Conversely, it's actually made them dig even deeper. I met an Israeli who is an executive at one of the hottest startups in Israel. Their billboards are all over California already. Now this Israeli is deeply troubled. He's upset and he's incredibly angry about the government's leadership in Israel. And you would think that executives like this who have so many resources and who are disappointed with the current reality of where they live would just move here or anywhere, but he's not. He quietly, he looked me in the eye and he said, you know, I guess I need to go into politics. I need to try to fix this place. And I'm gonna probably have to do it sooner than I ever expected. The mentality we have as Americans when we say that I'm going to get up and move is one where we act like we're just renters in this country and we're not ones that own it. Now, I know many of you are thinking, just wait. After the election, no one's going to move. It's just all talk. The people, they complain. They say they're going to move, and then they're done. Now, I'm not talking about the current reality or whether we're actually going to move. What I'm talking about is our attitude toward our place here. When you are not fully invested in a place you do not fully build the place. When you rent a car, you never take it to get washed. But when you own the car, you take care of it. My criticism of us as Americans is that when we have an attitude of being renters, we have an attitude of wanting to abandon ship when things have not worked out like we thought they would. Now, let me be clear. This, this is normal. This is a normal attitude for us to have. This attitude, it didn't just appear since America was created. A country made up of immigrants. We're all new here. This approach of wanting to give up is one we have seen in our tradition since its inception. In the Torah, we see the people of Israel make a massive mistake. And the initial response is to give up on this people, to give up on this nation, and to just move and to start over. But this idea is rejected in our Torah narrative. Do you know who wants to give up? Do you know who rejects the idea of giving up and instead doubles down on the nation? 
When Moses is up on Sinai receiving the Torah, the people of Israel, they lose their patience, they lose their focus, and they begin to build a golden calf and worship it. Now, when Moses sees this, he's disgusted. He throws down his tablets, horrified, with anger and with reprimand. And when you read this, it's frightening how angry he gets. But it, it's also really beautiful. Why is it beautiful? He's angry because he cares. He doesn't give up. Do you know who does give up? God. It's God who is the one who says that these people of Israel, they're a lost cause. This nation, it's just too much. And God gives up. God tells Moses, look, I'm going to find you another people to work with. I promise you this next nation I'm going to give you, that nation is going to be a great nation. Because clearly this one, it's not. But Moses, he pleads with God and he tells God not to give up. Because these are his people. Even God tries to give up. But the Jews... They don't. Since the founding of Judaism in Parshat Lech Lecha, with Abraham being told that his, his essence in the world is to be a blessing. Now, being a blessing, it means to be invested in the world, to make the world what it could be. We see Abraham challenge God at Sodom and Gomorrah when God proposes wiping out an entire town. Abraham demonstrates to us that there are times when we're supposed to push back against God, when we refuse to give up on humanity in this world. That is what it means to be a blessing. That's what it means to be all in and feel a responsibility for the world that you live in. And theologically, it shows us our thinking, our values, and our drive our drive to work against all odds of not giving up. Being a Jew means there is an expectation of us to be stronger and more determined than even God is found to be in the Torah. We have the chutzpah to believe we won't give up because we're all in when it comes to making this world how it could be, even if it's not there. Not yet. If one sees their country as a rental and they're not totally committed, then there is very little chance that this country could ever be your country. And by your country, I mean the country we dream of. Being disappointed and frustrated and angry, it's not bad. That's who we are. Moses was disappointed and frustrated and angry. But he didn't give up and tell God to move on to the next nation. Our challenge, it's more than our challenge. It's our job. It's our job as Jews to fully embrace being American. When we are not happy with the state of our country and the state of our world, that's good. That's what we're supposed to do. But we're supposed to take that disappointment and that anger 
and we're supposed to engage and to talk about how we can change it instead of ponder moving to Canada. Each moment and each sentence wasted on pondering moving there instead of being invested here, it only perpetuates how the world is instead of how it could be. Shabbat Shalom.